At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. What is up, party people? Happy Monday. Welcome into VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonantoni alongside Matt Brown, as always, live from Viva Las Vegas, uh, just outside of the sports book here at the South Point. Having a lot of fun, as we always do. Matt takes 800 years to get mic'd up because what else is new? But hello, my friend. How are you? Trying, How are you? Everything's rocking Listen, and rolling. Look at this. Look at this. Look I at understand that you Beast are. Trying... subscribers. Look at this. Everything's fine. Look, I understand you you're trying to bide your time because today is Bets and Consequences payment day. It's payoff. The bets were in. The consequences will be had today. Are you excited? How are you feeling? What's the like? I wouldn't nervous, say excited anxious? would be the word that I would go with. <laughs> like excited probably would not be the word that I would go with. But yeah, you know, look, it is what it is. We made a bet. I lost, and so we're going to uh, we're going to pay the piper here. Yeah. So for anybody who does not know. Over, we've this is our third one now, yeah. But we've done like these series of bets essentially on DraftKings where we have 500 fictional dollars, we can do whatever we want with those bets on DraftKings. They just had to be single click bets in $50 increments. And, um, I had a clean sweep, just say it, you crushed through the it. football postseason. You crushed it. I'm very, okay. I am very excited about it, but I feel terrible. That now, not only so this bet is paying off the Super Bowl bets, yeah. it was also the Super Bowl of consequences because, as for those of you that were watching um, on the on the screen, it is the one chip challenge, the Carolina Reaper chip that you have to eat. Yeah, at least half of the chip. Nightmare, um, nightmare scenarios online. If you happen to lose a bet that you have to do, that don't 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 do your research. Basically, only do your research on how to survive, but don't do research on other people doing it because. 
there are there are worst case scenarios, and obviously those are the ones that are the most popular, you know, where it's just like people instantly vomiting or like whatever, like, you know, all the stuff like that, crying, going Isn't into like, like WebMD kind of where it's like yeah. when you feel a little bit yes. sick, don't Google don't the do symptoms. Don't do it because, yes, it's like it's people, oh, this person ends up in the in the ER and this person had to go to urgent care, et cetera, et cetera. All the things to do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. Whatever you do, don't yeah. do this. And then so there's all that stuff. So yeah. I really appreciate, though, little mm -hmm. teaser for when we do actually go through with this at the end of hour two. So stick with us throughout the course mm -hmm. of the show. But um, Matt apparently brought a glove so he doesn't have to touch the tip yeah. and risk touching his eye. This was also <laughs> this was also recommended in the stuff. That, like like there, there are good things on the internet. Okay. The good things are what you should do. What you don't want to look at is all the things like, here's what could happen if you don't yeah, do it. Just all don't these do other it. Things. Yeah, don't do that. So prayers up. I'm rooting for you. It'll be fine. I'm very excited for the close-up, though, of your eyeballs and nostrils to see how this goes. Anyways, we got a great couple hours coming up. Um, lots of NFL talk as quarterback news continues to come in. We'll get to the NBA. Nick Whalen. Rotowire senior analyst is going to join us in about a half an hour. Then in hour two, Mike Randall, chief content officer at FTN Fantasy, has some college hoops plays and futures for us to get into as well. Um, I am on a quick turnaround right now, Matt. And yes, people turning tuning in to ESPN last night would have seen you. Yes, in a chaotic environment in, a in chaotic Washington, environment, D.C. Hucking lemons and things of yes. the sorts. So I, a bunch of hoodlums. I want to preface this by saying I thought – Something that was really cool going into the XFL season was I saw DraftKings Sportsbook specifically tweet out, it is the first Sunday without football. What are you guys betting? And I would say like nine of every 10 comments that were on this string were saying football because we have XFL. And like there was actually legitimate interest in people checking out what this league was about because people started to build on it and like it in 2020. And the opening weekend was great. The games were pretty fun overall. Only one was, you know, kind of a blowout when the Roughnecks beat the Guardians and uh, all the rest of the games came down to the wire. Renegades beat the Vipers the first game of this season, 22-20. My game last night had uh, an upset, the lone Money line upset of the four games with the defenders beating the Sea Dragons 22-18. Ben DiNucci threw a pick six late that gave DC um, the go-ahead score. And then... DiNucci did not have a good game. Uh, and then DiNucci... The Nooch had a bad Dinucci game. DiNucci had an opportunity. Yeah. The Nooch had a bad game. There was a live line 5-1 to one on Seattle when they had the ball with two minutes to go, and he got him down to the one-yard line and fumbled on the goal line. The, so the Nooch did not ending. have a good game. Yeah, the whole, the whole game was not good for the Nooch. But the big story of my mm -hmm. game was that the beer snake was confiscated. Yes. And for anybody that remembers back in 2020, the beer snake, Section 136 in D.C. at Audi Field, they basically stack up every single empty beer cup that they can find in one long loop, goes from the bottom all the way up to the top of the stands. And it's like a huge thing. The people love it. The Reggie Barlow, the head coach of the defenders, even told me that he was like, I want to win the game, right. drink a beer, and be a part mm -hmm. of it. And then security goes and confiscates it, and the fans freaked out. They're throwing um, – they had these drinks that had, like, rum and lemon combo thing or whatever mm -hmm. that had basically, like, a squeezed lemon, but it was a full lemon. And so people are just seeing lemons hawked onto the field. Cups are flying. Beer's flying. That entire end zone reeked of beer. But it was so – it was one of the funnest things I've ever done. And, um, and like, I don't know about you. I know you said you watched the, the, the game last night a little bit. Mm -hmm. Something that I think is super cool was just the the access of listening to the officials. Like I knew that it was going to be something that was that would be a highlight of the broadcast, 
but I loved it. And like getting that transparency, getting that insight, you don't have to have the broadcaster sitting up in the booth mm. saying, why is it taking so long? Because you yes. have to like hear the reasoning behind stuff. We also got multiple, uh, sorry for that language that you got. Uh, as you know, the we have lots of mics on the field and all the things like that. I'm like, after about the third time, it's kind of like, you don't need to apologize yeah. anymore. Like people know what they're in for. Just put the little like, you know, whatever, PG-13 thing on it or whatever it is or something like that. Mature audiences Man, only or something. and I'm going to tell you, you didn't even hear it all. Yeah. I got to hear every word. Yeah. And it was a lot. Which, yeah. it, But, I mean, but that for me as a reporter is kind of fun because even on the sideline on a normal game, I don't get to hear all of that stuff. And so, like, in the heat of battle, folks mm. flying, hearing just the – it is a lot. The best game, though, best ending – Excuse me. Yeah, I wouldn't say best game overall because mm. it was a little bit slow. But the best ending was for sure the St. Louis Battlehawks and the way they pulled out a win. They were they were favorite in the game, three-point favorite. End up getting a push in terms of the spread on this one. But this is going to be like an instant classic of the season. We're all going to look back on this one, I swear to you. St. Louis down 15-3 with a minute 30 to go. A.J. McCarron hits his guy for six. They go for a three-point attempt because, yes, you can do that in the XFL. Mm -hmm. One, two, or three. No extra point kicks. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, instead of a hypothetical on – instead of a – excuse me, instead of a regular onside kick, you can do a fourth and 15 mm -hmm. to maintain possession. They do that, get the ball. A.J. McCarron throws another touchdown pass, and they go from down 15-3 to an 18-15 win in a minute 30. And it was awesome. You can take a look on one of the apps that had a very – rough time uh here last week in the state of nevada but uh you can and, and ironically you look under nfl football and you find the xfl actually lines for this week so you have to click the nfl football tab and what we're looking at is the sea dragons as a point and a half favorite over the battle hawks we have the vipers as two point favorites over the de over the defenders and oh these are these are lines from this past week no. no, no, there we go. Um, and then we have three-point favorites are the Brahmas over the Guardians, and then we have the Roughnecks as four-point favorites over the Renegades. So the biggest spread for the week is four points, yeah. Roughnecks and the Renegades. Still low totals, um, even though three of the four games did mm -hmm. go over and had scores into the 40s. So we'll be interesting. Yeah, not a single one over 39 and a half. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think that's something that we'll see trend up. I know the league wants higher scoring games. That's why they have the, the three-point after touchdown attempts. That's why they have the kickoffs the way that they are to encourage returns you know they want they want points so we'll see if they start to get them um but overall like i said it was fun i thought it was a fun product i hope that it continues to be good i would look out for the sea dragons this week though because super quick turnaround you thought i had a quick turnaround from an 8 p.m eastern kick to being here in yeah. vegas for this show they go thursday, they right? go thursday after yeah. last night so just something to be aware of but we'll talk more xfl throughout the course of this thing i gotta get your opinion um well, because you said that you were multi instead of watching All-Star Game, basically, you were watching the XFL, which, <laughs> thank yes. you. Yes. I yes. appreciate Tuned it. Tuned in to see you on the sidelines there and see how it worked out with going up to a, you know, someone who did something bad and having to ask them immediately afterwards <laughs> why they did something bad. But, yeah, but there was uh, the All-Star Star Game. Was and, like, you know, yeah, it was kind it, of whatever. I hate it. I mean, I The I've dunk always, contest this weekend was great. Dunk contest was great. All-Star Game itself is just so pointless. Like, it's just so dumb. And, like, I... Don't get why people enjoy it. I don't know if people really even do enjoy it. I mean, both captains just, out the game early. Yeah, it's just, it's just it was it's so ridiculous. Like that was really the only attention I had on Sunday was more at the Genesis where John Rom just continues to go out and destroy like everybody. I mean, this is like the deepest golf has ever been. Like, I mean, there are so many ridiculously good, talented players, and yet he still just beats them over and over and over again. I mean, like, you look at a scoreboard in which Homa and Cantlay and Zalatoris go 14, 15, 14, and 13 under, 
and still are losing by a couple of strokes to, to John Rahm is just so incredibly crazy. I mean, the guy's already made $9.4 million yeah. so far this year. I love the breakdown here from Golf Digest, though. Yeah. That's almost $7,000 per shot. Yes, but see, here's the thing. He, it's like, it works in like reverse for him because he is so good that it's so few shots. Like if I made $7,000 a shot, I would be a billionaire at this point. Like if I, I would, I would prefer to make $7,000 per shot because I'm so incredibly bad that like every shot, I would just be like, oh yeah, let's do this again. Let's just chop this thing right into the woods. But it's just, it, he's, he's so, so good. And really and truly it's kind of, it's something we'll talk about tomorrow on, on, on long shots wherever podcasts are downloaded. But we're going to have to look at just alternate ways to, to yeah. go at a lot of the stuff. But to, because between, He's making outrights just impossible. Yeah, between him Unfun. and Scheffler and, and, and I guess you can, to a lesser extent, Rory or whatever, it's just so tough, you know, whenever we're looking at that. So we got to start looking at these other markets, yeah. winner without, just like other groupings, other different things like that, because you just, yeah. I mean, the guy's just, he's, he's, on a, he's on a run right now. It's crazy. Already this year, he's won the Genesis, the Century, and the American Express. Has five top tens. Um, he's the fastest golfer to win three PGA Tour events in a calendar year in 48 years. 26000 bucks a hole that he's <laughs> played ridiculous. in 2023. He's made $26,000 a hole uh, to be that good at anything. To be that good at anything. A girl can dream. Yes. Uh, the Honda Classic is next on the PGA Tour schedule, so I'm sure at some point this week we'll get into yeah. that a little bit as well. We're going to step aside here. Lots more headlines. We had a mini Woj bomb in the NBA. We got some NFL quarterbacks potentially on the move, potentially having some contract issues. We'll get into all of that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hoops and hockey rolling on, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. You can join them each week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and a whole lot more. Check out BetRivers.com or you can download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you. Wrapping up a little conversation about the Genesis this weekend. Three PGA, PGA Tour event wins for John Rahm already in hand. Taking home the hardware and the big check yet again. Shooting 17 under par um, in Pacific Palisades. He was down on the back nine. It's just like, it's just, he's just a machine. Like, I mean, he's just an absolute machine. Nothing, nothing phases him. He sinks this bomb putt from... 40 feet off off the fringe. I mean, it's just, it's like, he's he was just blessed. He was blessed this tournament anyway. Like, he was very fortunate in a, in a few different instances that saved him multiple strokes throughout the course of the tournament. It was like the golf gods came down and said, you are going to win this tournament. It's going to happen. He hit two different drives so far left. Like, if you or I would have hit them because, you know, we're not blessed like John Rahm, our stuff ends up in the parking lot, right? His perfectly hits a tree, like bounces back to whatever. There was one on a par five. He smokes it so far past the hole. It hits the, the stands. Like it hits the grandstand. Ricochets off the grandstand and rolls back down through the rough onto the green about four feet away for eagle. And it, for an eagle putt, and then he just taps in the eagle putt. Like it's, some it's, people yeah, are just blessed. It's like, just ridiculous. Hashtag blessed. And when you're on, yeah. you're on, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's making me excited though for season two of Full Swing. Ooh, have you been watching it? Yes, it's, it's so, good. so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so good. It is. I'm on the last episode. I have one okay. more to go. It's so incredibly good. You should definitely. By the way, if you're looking at the Honda, you're gonna like. There's. It's like the field is like not even anywhere close. Which means to what it's we've good because John yes, Rahm yes, can't yes, win yes, because no. he's not in the field. It's good for betters <laughs> for sure. But like to give you an idea. Sung JM is the favorite. He's nine to one. Like Sung J was thirty three to one this past week to win this tournament. Like that gives you any idea of kind of like the strength of the field over at the Honda. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. Hey, FedEx this Cup week. points on the line. That's yes, what but matters. listen, we can. I mean, for us, it's probably best that we can try and like get some different guys to to actually win. We also had some more live defections. Yes, and Mito so, Pereira. Yeah, Mito Pereira's list. gone, and so Brendan Steele, which is actually great for me because I end up always playing placement bets on him that he never cashes so that's good for me i'm glad that he's gone so he's gone as well all in all like not like they're not big name do- you know whatever they're not like big name dudes thomas peters is going he's a guy from over played the majority of his stuff in the on the dp world tour you probably know the name if you're a huge golf person but like not really if not if you aren't so you know again just it's it's more guys that are either not well known over here or were are, are on the decline over here that are just making the defection I, I don't know i mean it's like it's i can't say that i wouldn't take gigantic guaranteed money i probably would but it's just you know 
it's there's no incentive at this point. Like there's no incentive to win. There's no incentive to get better. There's no whatever. It's yeah. just show up, collect your check, and go on about your well, way. Well, and that's kind of why it was even interesting watching full swing and hearing mm-hmm. the guys like talk through their decisions and stuff. Which I I liked that insight. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. But like like DJ and Brooks Kepka just kind of like talking through everything was. It was really interesting. We did have uh, some NBA news that came through today. Uh, mini Woj bomb, I'll say mini because we, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall. Those rumors had come out this past weekend that potentially Russell Westbrook would be going to the Clippers, which is appearing what it's going to be um, once he completes the buyout with the Jazz coming back to L.A., although he didn't leave. He's going to just keep playing in the same building that he has. I wanted to know your opinion on how he would fit with the Clippers because in my mind, they're they're getting healthy. Kawhi is playing multiple games mm-hmm. in a week, so things are happening. But I think they're already a contender. And while, yes, on the court, Westbrook can be something that is a, a good ad and a guy, mm-hmm. a great six-man type of a guy, but off the court is where the issues are always at. And, like, why would you want to add that potential poison to a group that's working right now. I mean, now. listen, it's it's a story that we've heard, you know, a couple of different times, but again, these are according to reports. They've had conversations before this was ever decided that he was going to go there. His role was clearly defined, like what they want out of him. They don't need him to necessarily be a scorer. They need him to be a true point guard, a distributor, and also a, just a guard that can also rebound. So they need rebounding from the guard position, and they need him to distribute to the guys who are still really good at scoring. He is not, you know. So that is kind of his role. Supposedly, he is okay with this role. I think there's even a window where if he actually does this and does this well, he could he could start for them, right? I mean, like, they need a true point guard. And if he's actually going to go in and just do that, I think there's a path to him even starting for this team. But, again, I've heard the story two other times where it's like, oh, no, you know, he's talked about what's expected of him and all this stuff, and then it just doesn't really ever work out, and it hasn't worked out. But, um, you know, look, it's a dangerous, dangerous team if he does come in and just – want to pass and want to rebound and and defer the scoring options to the guys that are actually still good at scoring, it could be it could be really, really interesting for the Clippers team. Yeah, I just think it's a big if. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a team that I was very interested in buying in on potentially in the West, and now I – like, it's going to go one of two ways, and I'm very yeah. unsure what that way is going to well, be. Well, the, uh, the one that went under the radar, too, is just the Kevin Love going to the Heat. Like, yep. and, and the thing with that is – and we talked a little bit about this last week on a numbers game with me and Kelly Bidlin with – is that the Heat – have such poor three-point shooting. Like, they are just bad shooting team. They just don't have anyone that can consistently hit three-pointers. Like, you look at a guy like Kevin Love can come in, and, yeah, he's certainly on the the, the tail end of his career, right? He's on the downside. He's certainly not on the upswing. But he's a guy that can still shoot three. I mean, he shot nearly 40% last year from three. He's shooting about 36% so far this year. So he's a dude that can come in and at least give them a threat on the outside, which is, like, something that the Heat desperately, desperately needs. So, I mean – it's a, they got better by mm-hmm. getting Kevin Love, like for sure. You know this the thing with the Clippers, we're kind of like they could be much much better. We just don't know. Like the Heat definitely got better with Kevin Love. If even if he's only asked to really come in and and be a three point shooting threat, like stand out on the three point line and at yeah. least make them have to pay attention to you while the other guys do, go and do their thing. It's a it's a benefit to this team. Yeah, sixty to one odds to win it all for the Heat. I mean, the East is largely. I mean, it's a two horse race between Boston and Milwaukee at this point. The West certainly more wide open. We'll get into that a little bit more with Nick Whalen in a bit. In the NFL, one of the big things to come through was this Daniel Jones contract situation and him hiring a new agency. I guess the negotiations weren't going as well as we had thought earlier on. Reports from reports coming out that his camp 
wants him to be a $45 million a year guy. And, I mean, this is a player that a year ago, we weren't even sure if he was going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants. They. He's going to get tagged. For yeah, sure. I'm saying they famously yeah. did not take his fifth year option for a reason. Um, but but yeah, like I'm thinking like if if I'm the Giants right now, I'm thinking I wanted you and Saquon Barkley on deals. That's what I wanted. But if you're going to do this, then we're going to tag you for 32 There's, this year. There, it, well, that's the thing is like it, it makes all the sense in the world for them to tag him. Right. Yeah. So he had one good. You get another. You get a prove he had it one year. good year. Right. Yes. He, had, he had one good year in which like, look, they oh, Certainly over expectation, but it's not like they blew the doors off or anything, right? Well, now you can come back. You can tag him. You don't have any sort of long-term commitment to him. Yes, you're paying him probably more than you even would rather like Mm -hmm. to pay him or something, but it's not going to be what he demands from a contract situation. And then, yes, like you're saying, he has one more year to say like, no, 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 last year was not a fluke. Yes. If you have, if you put me in a good system with good coaches and actually give me some players to throw to, which I assume they're going to have to go out and try and get some, you know, one of these players – that is going to be available, even though the wide receiver class is just incredibly, incredibly weak. Um, you look at, you, you look at like, okay, I, I can get down with that, right? Like, the only problem for them, for the Giants now, is that if you, if you tag him, you can't tag Saquon, right? So like now it becomes one of those deals where, okay, now Saquon's either going to have to resign or he's going to go elsewhere. So that is at least something from a Giants perspective you're not jumping up and down about because I think you probably would like to have both of those guys back. But quarterback being the most important position, mm-hmm. running backs. I understand Saquon's in a different level in, in a different league, but running back's kind of replaceable, so he's going to be the the casualty here. I think. I understand for quarterback though, like the going rate is the going rate, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, like Patrick Mahomes is being paid forty five million dollars a year, but the bar has gone up. But Daniel Jones is not a top five quarterback, yeah. So it's just it's a different scale. I feel like, and I understand what he's doing, trying to get the most out of this opportunity and capitalize on a great season because. I mean, you look at his numbers, yeah. the improvement was significant with Dable and Kafka, but like we talked about just now, you need – the sample size of him being mediocre is far larger than the sample size of him being good in the NFL. Well, whenever Aaron Rodgers comes out of the closet, he's going to read He's going to read. <laughs> you this, need to choose different words gonna, for that. <laughs> he's going to read this article, and he's going he's gonna to see that longtime Packers reporter Bob McGinn says mm-hmm. that he has sources within the organization that everybody is on board with moving – past and moving beyond and uh he would just have to agree to a trade which i'm sure if he comes out and they're like hey by the way we don't want you anymore i don't care if you decided to play you know like we would rather move on from you then um you know he's going to he's probably not gonna want to be there anyway so he probably will agree to but a I trade think that's the right play we've been talking so yeah. much about aaron's side of things and not the packers no side. it's the right play for them for sure yeah you can't do you can't keep going through this every offseason right like what if he comes back next offseason goes well Actually, I'm not really, hadn't really decided whether I'm going to come back and play. You know, so you can't just keep you doing this. Keep, there's, yeah, there's no stability within the franchise. Absolutely. How do you draw free agents whenever you go like, oh, well, who's going to play quarterback for you? Eh, well, it might be Aaron. Might not be Aaron. Like, it might be someone else. It might be someone else. By the way, Jordan Love's co- rookie deal's expiring, so it might not be Jordan Love either. Like, it's going to be, you know, it could be someone else, you know? So, yeah, it's 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 time for them to move on. He's going to be a rental for some place that is looking to win a day. And that's going to be it. And for a guy who's nearly 40 years old, you still have significant trade value for him. Like, it just makes so much sense. We are going to step aside back to the NBA when we come back. Nick Whalen will join us next. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
All right, everybody, remember, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check in on the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for each game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see those changes in action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's splits for every game on vcin.com. Stormy Tony and Matt Brown with you live from the South Point in Las Vegas as we continue our NBA conversation. Welcome in front of the show, Nick Whalen, Rotowire senior analyst. And before we get into some of the, you know, news and post all-star break talk of where teams are going to be come the end of this thing, what, what were your takeaways from the all-star game and festivities? Like other than McClung is a dog, as producer Steph likes to say, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts? Uh, look, Mac McClung exceeded my expectations for the dunk contest. I'll say that. I don't know that he quite saved the dunk contest. I saw that take being thrown around quite a bit. Like, I, I don't know that they had to have him back on Sunday <laughs> for like his little five second intro for Post Malone in the pregame. Um, it was it was the longest pregame show I think I've ever seen for any sort of NBA event. We had a very long halftime, uh, a lot of pageantry, not great basketball, guys. And I, I say that as a longtime ardent supporter of the all-star game. Like I, I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm not expecting to see like a, you know, Detroit Pistons 2005, uh, you know, game played in the seventies here with 48 minutes of defense. But man, last night was, uh, wasn't a front to basketball. Uh, it's not a great sign when someone like Jalen Brown who scored 30 points, played 25 minutes after the game says, yeah, that was really bad. Uh, you know, Mike Malone from the nuggets said that was the worst basketball game he's ever seen. I don't know what the solution is, but yeah, that was that was four quarters of basically just pick up basketball, if that. Yeah, I mean, I'm to the point now where, like, just make it like the old rock and jock games or something. Like, put up some four-pointers, some five-pointers, some six-pointers. Like, do these all, yeah. like, just make it like a circus because it's just, it, that's basically what they're doing anyway. So, it's like, you know, it's like, but, so I just don't, I can't, right. I can't get down. Like, I, like everything you just said, Nick. 100% resonated to me. We talked about it in the, in the first block. It, it was unwatchable for me. Like, I moved it off of the main television onto, like, mm. one of the side televisions, and I was watching, like, reruns of Golden Girls and stuff. Like, I, I can't I thought you were watching that. the XFL. So that thanks, was on another television, all right, Stormy? That was thanks also on lying. the television. The sound has to be on Golden Girls. I don't know what they're uh, saying. Like, I can see the action on the field with XFL. I have to hear the sound but, of Golden Girls. But, Nick, my thing, too, is, like, for our standpoint, it's, like, unbettable the way that they had it this year, too, because the draft is just, like, mm. minutes before they start the game if there's anything you I mean not that you would want to bet this anyways but if you do like any thought process you have putting into it comes out it's like you can bet MVP essentially and that's all right and the MVP is basically just who takes the most shots or you know in Jason Tatum's <laughs> case like who, who who takes five three-pointers in a row and happens to make all five of them in the third quarter yeah it was a nightmare I mean I guess in some ways it mirrored the real NBA in that uh we had players essentially load managing the all-star game you know LeBron doesn't play in the second half Giannis checks in plays one possession, gets a free dunk, checks out. Uh, you know, DeRosa was banged up. Jalen Brown was banged up. So, yeah, not only was it an ugly game, but I think losing LeBron and Giannis early in the game and then not having Steph Curry there, um, you know, to me, it, it just it didn't quite feel as star power heavy as the All-Star game normally yeah. does. Nick, I am curious as to your thoughts here on this Westbrook deal because, listen, I, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, all right, look, if he honestly will go in there and just play true point guard and be a good rebounding guard, which he is, we all know that he's an excellent rebounding guard. And if he tries to, if he can just dial it back and let the people who can still score at an elite level score at an elite level, and you just distribute and, and, and be that rebounder and stuff like that. Like, I think this could actually work and he could make this team better, but we've kind of like 
heard this before, right? Like we've heard that, oh, well, you had the talk with them and you know, everything's fine and everyone feels great about this situation moving forward, but it's never really panned out. Do you expect anything different here? No, I do not. No, <laughs> I, I do not. I, uh, I need to take a deep breath here. I went on a rant on uh, Maul and Dave's show last week on, on Westbrook. <laughs> I don't understand this at all from the Clippers' perspective, especially as a team that added two guards at the deadline. Like, you, you brought in Bones Highland. Like, that, that should be kind of your move. You essentially swap him out for Reggie Jackson. You bring in Eric Gordon. You bring in Mason Plumley in the front court. Now you're bringing in another player who expects to play real minutes every night. You know, like, like you said, even if you in some fantasy world where you could convince Russell Westbrook to play productive team basketball, how are you finding 25 to 30 minutes a night for this guy who still, in his, his mind, believes he's one of, like, the 20 or 30 best players in the NBA. To me, that's where the issue is with Westbrook. Like physically, he hasn't really fallen off that much. You know, he can still move. Like the, the idea of him being like a kind of in the passing lanes defender, a guy who could run the break, like that that's still there. But mentally, for whatever reason, even despite bouncing around from team to team, he just can't quite accept that he's not the player that he once was. Like I, I think for the Lakers guys, you know, we, we could talk about some of the additions they made, but the biggest thing the Lakers did at the deadline was just get Russell Westbrook off of that mm -hmm. roster. I think he is a almost impossible player to win games with in the long run. You look at just something like true shooting, for example, of 330 qualified players this season, we're talking minimum 500 minutes played. Russell Westbrook is 317th in the NBA in true shooting percentage. I mean, he is almost unquantifiable as far as what he kills you on the defensive end, 18% uh, turnover rate. That is extremely high for a guy who's essentially a role player by comparison. LeBron, who's a high turnover guy is at like 11%. So very, very long-winded way, guys, of saying that I don't like this move at all from the Clippers' perspective. I think they already had too many guys, and now you're introducing maybe the toughest guy to build a team around in the entire league right now onto this roster. Yeah, Nick, you're speaking to exactly like where my mind went because I was at the point where I wanted to buy in on the Clippers, and now I'm second-guessing it, which is unfortunate. Um, on the Lakers side yeah. of things, though, as we you know take a little deeper dive into that, what do you think that the Lakers opportunity is here moving forward after the break? We got a small look at, you know, that new look roster with D'Angelo Russell, with AD and LeBron both on the court real quickly um, against the Pels. What do you think about them now? Well, first of all, I mean, that Pelicans game was amazing. Like, yeah. if, if that's the Lakers team that we get, they're going to have a chance to, to really do something here. You know, it's also a Pelicans team that was without Zion. It's right before the All-Star break. There, there are some caveats that we need to include, but... That was one of the three best games the Lakers have played all year. It felt like one of the first times that they actually jumped out to a lead in the first quarter. I think the additions of, of Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Malik Beasley are really going undercover. Like, obviously, D'Angelo Russell is the best player that they acquired, but just getting a 3 and D defender like Jared Vanderbilt, getting a three-point shooter, Malik Beasley, one of the 10 best volume three-point shooters in the league, those are the type of pieces that this roster was sorely, sorely missing. I mean, they're rolling out basically G-leaguers to play real minutes for this team every night. So. The roster is absolutely better than it was two weeks ago. Is it a championship caliber roster? No, I don't think so. Can, can this team compete with a team like Phoenix or Denver or even Memphis or the Clippers in a seven-game series? I don't, I don't see that really being the case, but I think the Lakers should at least feel pretty good about their chances to make the play-in, which has kind of been dicey, you know, for the last couple of months here. They're, they're on the outside looking in. I think they'll at least get into that zone. You know, maybe they could grab the guys like the sixth seed in the Western Conference, but I also think it's important, guys, to be pretty realistic about what the true ceiling of this team is long-term, at least for, for this year. Nick, so we got kind of the big six when we look at the futures market. It's like Celtics, Suns, Bucks, Nuggets, Clippers, Sixers. Those are all 11 or, or shorter whenever we come to that. So then we get into kind of that next tier of 
Mavs, Grizzlies, Warriors, Cavs, Lakers, Heat. Are, are any of those teams in your mind, are they are they bettable at all? Is it worth having some sort of piece of these teams, you know, should they turn it on here the last few games of the year? Or do you think it's just the, the big six is kind of where it's at? I wouldn't necessarily shy away from the big six. That's for sure. I mean, especially Boston and Milwaukee in the East. It's like, you know, it, it almost feels like you would need like Jason Tatum and Giannis to get hurt for any other team in the East to emerge. And, you know, Philly's hanging around at 11 to one, but I think we have a lot of questions about how viable that team will be in the postseason. So in the East, it, it's pretty hard for me to find another team. I, I could talk myself into Dallas at 16 to one, just because this team was in the Western conference finals a year ago. And you could argue that, you know, bringing in Kyrie Irving raises their ceiling. Like, he, in a vacuum, he's a better player than Jalen Brunson, although we've seen Brunson take a big step forward this season. So maybe if you're just shooting for upside, I could get down with that at 16-1. to 1. And then the Warriors at 17-1. to 1. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. it's always going to be in the back of your mind, right? I mean, with Steph Curry missing time coming out of the break, I think they're going to be in a pinch. Like, they might be a play-in team, but you're always going to think, like, well, are you going to bet against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, the defending champs in a playoff series? So... I would love for that to be like 20, 25 to one on the Warriors. But to me, if you're just mining value, uh, you know, kind of in the middle pack of those futures, the Warriors and the Mavs are the two teams that stand out. I'm still trying to figure out, Nick, why the Warriors can't have success on the road, because obviously that's going to be critical come playoff time. It is bizarre, isn't it? And you can't quite just say like, well, Steph Curry's missed time. It's like, yeah, they weren't winning games when he was healthy and they were on the road and uh, you know, traditionally, they, they've obviously always been a very good home team, but they've always been a very good road team when they were in their peak years as well. So, yeah, that's been strange to me for sure. Um, and it's been it's been a season long trend. It, it was kind of something we started noticing month, month and a half into the year. And it's continued into the All-Star break. And like I said, I think the tough thing for the Warriors is realistically, if we're looking at Curry's injury, like he might come back and only play like 10 games before the playoffs. So continuity wise, you know, now they, they've kind of brought in some other pieces. They shuffled the deck, bring in Gary Payton. Uh, who was on the team last year, that should help. But I, I still, not having that continuity, not necessarily guaranteeing that Steph Curry's at 100% for the playoffs. And then, you know, potentially having to face a team like Denver or Phoenix in round one, that might be the biggest hurdle for Golden State. Awesome stuff as always, Nick. Appreciate you. Thanks for doing this. Anytime, guys. That's Nick Whalen, senior analyst over at Rotowire. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well, at Whalen. But it's W-H-A-1-E-N instead of an L. See, creativity. Yeah. He at least can fit his whole name in a Twitter handle, yeah. unlike some of us. We'll be right back on Visa and Final Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, this segment of VSIN final countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. While most nicotine products are too complicated to use or don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for, Zen might surprise you. Zen's made with how many ingredients, Matt? Six simple ones. Well done. And is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com. Today, warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <laughs> Do enjoy Nick Walline. <laughs> <laughs> Do enjoy your Nick Walline. You know, oh, can I tell uh, you a funny story real quick yeah. while we're on me like being yeah. embarrassing, fumbling yeah. my words? Mm-hmm. I was trying when I was doing that hit in the game last night I was trying when I was talking about the beer to find a different way to say beer and in my brain I was searching for the words sweet nectar and instead what came out was wonderful juice (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and so I got a text message from my big boss at ESPN and after the game he was like I hope that um, now that you're back at the hotel, you got 20 ounces of wonderful juice in your system. And I was like, based on my verbiage and that hit, it sounded like I already had some. You're, so. like, you're like, yeah, you know what? Guess what? Who knows? You're going to, uh, six months from now, there's going to be like Heineken wonderful juice or something. Yes. And you're going to be like, see, that was mine. That oh was mine. Oh my gosh. Owe me royalties. I am a hot mess. It was funny though, because apparently the beer snake has its own Twitter handle and they were tweeting at me last night that I am like, the hero they needed and all this stuff. So there you go. You know, Look it at is you. what it is. But okay, they from found, the XFL, they found you over on the on the Twitter, even though you oh, can't spell out your whole. There your whole is name. the lemon graveyard from all of these boozy drinks. It was it was a ton of fun. But from from the XFL to the NFL, where yes, the head coaching carousel has officially come to a close. All five openings are complete as of 
last week when Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon um, got their jobs with the Colts and Cardinals respectively. But now with all these coordinators being elevated and things getting mm. moved around, guys getting hired and fired, um, there are some interesting coaching moves that we've seen not in the head coaching roles. Matt. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, there's going to be a lot of new guys calling plays next year. Of course, the stuff that we found out last week with the Ravens are going to have Todd Monk and he's going to be calling plays for them. Denver obviously bringing in Sean Payton. He's going to be the play caller for Denver. So two major moves there. Then we get a couple of other dominoes fall. Jim Bob Cooter going to be the offensive coordinator of the Colts. Now, he's not going to call plays. Actually, Shane Steichen is going to continue to call. He's going to be the play caller, obviously, coming over from Philadelphia. So he's going to call plays. That said, Jim Bob Cooter is going to be kind of like the pass game coordinator, Say if Jim you will. Bob Cooter three yeah. times fast. Jim Bob Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter. You got to understand where Ooh, I grew up. that's like a song. Well, you got to understand where I grew up. That was like every third house. Like Jim, yeah, Bob Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jim from Bob Louisiana. Cooter. You walk down the street, you run into Jim Bob Cooter. You run into, you go to the, the supermarket, you run into Jim Bob Cooter. Like, I thought I had a cool name. Cannot yeah. compare. Yeah, no. Cannot compare. Um, so he, he's he's more like a passing game coordinator, official title of offensive coordinator, but Steichen is going to be calling the plays for them. And then Eric Bieniemy does take the offensive coordinator position over there. With the commanders, which is going to be interesting because this will be his first time to just exclusively call the plays, you know, because that was kind of shared duties between him and Andy Reid and things like that. So he gets to come in, take over, and call every single play, which will be pretty cool to see how that all pans out for, for that commander squad. Do you like that for him? Yes. No, absolutely. I mean, here was the thing. I do believe that being under Andy – the reason I believe it has absolutely nothing to do with all the stuff that's been, been coming out as to why, you know, maybe he did or did not get, uh, get a head coaching position. I think it's because – Everyone looks at this and says, like, yeah, but Andy Reid. You know, you know, it's like that thing. Like, yeah, but Andy Reid, right? And, like, every Andy Reid and gets – Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So, like, now he gets to go over and prove what he can do as the sole play caller as a team that is far less talented, you know, and if he can turn that team – or at least have some semblance of this team turning around, then you understand the true talent that he brings to the table here. And so the problem is, is he's like – if they are telling the truth, he's going to be dealt Sam Howell at quarterback, which is not great in your, you know, in your kind of debut season of trying to to prove that you can get it done, you know, without a Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid, right? It's like Well, that's why I struggle with it because I'm like Eric Bieniemy is a guy who's helped the Chiefs go to five straight AFC championships yeah. and won two Super Bowls, and you would think that that's resume enough for him to get an opportunity, but instead he has to go to the freaking Commanders yeah. like I ugh. I'm still not sold that they're not going to do something at the quarterback position. I'm just I'm just sold that Working under Ron Rivera is where, like, assistant coaches go to die. Yeah, I just – I have to think that they're not – And I if love Ron Rivera, so I feel bad. Like, I don't mean it, the, you know. Here's the, thing, for, here's the thing that I don't get about all this, and the reason why I'm saying that I'm not sold that they're really – I think they're playing a little bit coy with this whole Sam Howell thing because if he was your answer, then you would have turned to him sooner than the last game of the year. Like, if he, if he was well, doing stuff that made you – didn't say he's the answer. Ron Rivera just said he's getting the first crack at it, <laughs> well, right? Well, as, uh, are they going to – are they calling up the Danuch to, to compete with him? I mean, like, what are they doing after his performance last Danucci, night? Man, the Danuch ain't going to be able to get a job in the NFL after his performance last night. So, I mean, like, no. Hey, he's got nine more games to prove himself. He does. He does. He does. Nooch, I take, I take it back, buddy. You can have nine good games and one bad one. We'll remember the nine good ones, not the one bad one. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am, though, I think that there is going – this is some of the things – we're getting off on a tangent here, but, like – I love those. As, They're well, my favorite. Yeah, but we might as well. This is why it's, like, almost impossible to bet into the draft right now. And also because, like, we have to figure out where these dominoes are going to fall before we can actually start to get an idea of where we can feel comfortable in, you know, okay, this team is, is definitely going to pick here, and this is where, you know, and they're going to take this position, et cetera, et cetera. Lock and Fora comes out last week saying that he had two different guys tell him that the Bears are willing to want to trade Justin Fields instead and keep the 
keep the pick and take one of the quarterbacks. Now we're like, oh, great. Now you throw this in here this for us to ball. yeah for us to sit here and think about that that's the scenario that's, that, that could possibly play out in all this. Then you look at all these hungry teams. I mean, like, listen, that would then put the Cardinals in, like, a massive driver's seat here because now you're going to have the Colts and possibly the Raiders and, possibly you know, if the Raiders don't land Aaron Rodgers or, or whatever it could be, Panthers, all these, like, Buying for that number three spot, knowing that the Colts are going to take a quarterback at three, which would be the, la- I mean, at four, which would be the last of the three big quarterbacks, yeah. right? And so it's, we just have to have that first kind of domino fall, whether that be Derek Carr signing somewhere, whether that be Aaron Rodgers getting traded. Like we kind of have to have that first thing happen. So then we can start trying to put together. So the- what do you think it's going to be? Because obviously the the stuff with Aaron Rodgers isn't going to happen until the new league year comes up. And we're still a little bit of a ways away from Carr that. Can Meanwhile, sign yeah, Carr can do yeah. anything yeah. right now. And he's kind of like the little bell of the ball going around yeah. and having everybody tell him how much they like him and can be yeah. a fit for their team. So, well, if you're the, J- here's the thing. If you're the jets, if you, if you honestly think that you're a little bit of an upgraded quarterback away from actually being able to compete, you probably just have to go ahead and sign Derek Carr because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers has the yes or no and all this stuff or something. And if you're going to like hold out for the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, and what if he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to the Jets. And then you miss the window and, and Carr's gone. And signs with the Saints or something or whoever, or what, you know, Carolina. It, it could be any of these, you know, any of these other teams that think that, that they're possibly a, a, you know, a contender or something. So now you've missed out twice, and then now you're stuck with with whoever at quarterback again, right? And so that's kind of why I think that if you do believe that Carr is an upgrade at the position and that you think he's a fit and he's interested, you probably have to pull the trigger because, again, Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to the Jets. Not happening. Well, where would he go if not the Jets? Because the Packers have apparently made it clear that Jordan Love is the way they want to yeah, go now. Yeah, I mean, listen. And that's, again, according to a Packers beat writer, but. Everything keeps pointing to the Raiders. I get it. You know, like, I mean, it's just. Back with Devontae. Yeah, make a ton like, of sense. I just don't know what the Raiders. I mean, maybe there's enough that they could offer for him. Like, if you, if you believe some of the stuff that he's only worth a two at this point, because he it might be a one-year rental and he's super expensive as it is anyway or something. So, you know, if you only had to give up a two for him, then, you know, the Raiders could pull something off and, and get him down there for a year and see what happens, right? But yeah. Vegas, uh, Vegas is the favorite at minus yeah. 200. Jets sitting right behind him at plus 150 to stay with the Packers, plus 250, and then Indy 15 to 1. So obviously a clear jump off after that. Those are the three teams that the expectation of where he's going to land. <laughs> and I think what we get from pretty much everybody, I mean, probably your personal opinion, my personal opinion, and then all the other people out here who don't have the opportunity to make $60 million in a year is that you're going to go, yeah, I'll come back for one more year and make $60 million. I mean, like, it's just. I loved when we had Mike Florio on. And then he was like, there are plenty of people out there that can make a decision without having to go in a dark room, without having to have some hallucinogens. You have 60 million reasons to come back. Like, Well, and, 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 like, I get it. Like, so I have heard. We got to have that tape on loop. I have heard people who, who, like, try to, like, play devil's advocate. Where it's kind of like, I'm like, you don't even believe this position that you're taking. Where it's like, he's made a ton of money and like doesn't matter. He could walk away and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but here's the cool thing about money. You can like never have too much of it. Yeah. It's like, it's, and, and I get when, that in he's... one more year of, for 60 more million of it, it's like pretty awesome. You know, like that's pretty great. Which would also almost like cement to me that this whole I'm so eccentric and I'm so this and I'm so that is also yeah. like, no, at the end of the day, you you still just want to cash I'll in tell your you this. checks. I don't have a ton of respect for Aaron Rodgers for the last three years of his career is how he's kind of handled everything and all that. But if he did walk away, I would actually have all I, I would. Then, then you if, would. Yeah. would just be like, you know what? I'm actually just uh, not in this anymore. I'm just not yeah, into I'd it. rather just go, you know, hike mountains. No, and, but he loves know, him some him far too much. Little straw forts and things and all the things. That's what I want to do. Straw forts. 
Yeah, you, you know, whatever. Like the you build it out of the, you know, whatever. If you were Tinsel, on tat, tat, what what is the what am I trying to say? This if stuff you like were that. on like banana a, leaves. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> banana leaves. If you were looking for like a, a reawakening of sorts, an enlightening period. Bamboo. What's, what's something that you bamboo. Bamboo and banana leaves. Do? That's what he's making his sports Anybody out, of. out there, hit us up on Twitter at StormBonantoni at Matt yeah. Brown M2 if you have, you know. An enlightening experience that you would recommend Aaron Rodgers try instead of going in the dark for four <laughs> days or ayahuasca. Let us know. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.